I'm your host, Fitzid, and welcome back to Dirty CEO, where we go balls deep into the reality of what people are really thinking. Now let's get into it. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Dirty CEO. Who am I here with? Sabrina May. And tell them a little bit about yourself. What's like one thing that people need to know about you? One thing. Or multiple. Oh, Lord. Putting me on the spot. How many years have you been doing this? (sighs) Yeah. It's been about four years. And how did we meet? We met, uh, I want to say you reached out to me. I um, slid into her Twitter DMs. Yeah. Yeah, I was a nobody. You slid into my DMs because you noticed that I lived in the same state. Yeah. And you wanted friends in the industry and to, like, get to know the different areas of it. And since I was doing something different. Um, and what were you doing at the time? I was... <laughs> I would never say I was in mainstream. But you were um, filming mainstream porn? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't call it mainstream. I mean, I think it's mainstream. Like I had no large, well-known scenes come out. But you still were shooting for mainstream porn. Mainstream porn is yes. not only fans. You know what I mean? Yes. So yes, you are correct. I met her... Because I wanted friends, and I thought she was really pretty, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, let me let me just see if she hits me back up. So I Twitter DM her, and then she, like, replies pretty quickly, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And this is when I was pretty new. This is when I, like, had just discovered that there were people that lived near me that I could even, like, be friends with. So at the time, I was dating this guy that was a piece of shit. Like, let me tell you right now, I dated him because I didn't think that I would find love, and even though I'm single right now, like, I know that, like, having someone abuse me is not how I, like, deserve to be loved, you know? So at the time, um, we became friends when I needed a friend, and um, we ended up meeting up at Postino's, still one of my favorite places ever, and we talked for, like, a while, didn't we? Yeah, I feel like we were there for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me all about her life and just, like, I felt like I was actually, like, making a connection with someone that was in the similar, like, field as me and wasn't going to judge me. And I could actually, like, say what I was thinking. Um, Is that when I told you about how I got started? Yep. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of nice because, like, I was in a different position but similar. Like, like we both started for our own reasons and I felt like I could connect with you. And then you told me, like— a lot of things that day. You also told me um, about, like, how you were able to make money and, like, giving me tips. And I just felt, like, so, like, cared about and, like, you weren't a mean girl. I think that's the one thing I really liked was, like, we were hanging out. I was like, wow, she's actually nice. And then, and then like, when we left, I was like, I really hope I get to hang out with her again. <laughs> and now it's been, like, four years. Yeah. So it's, like, pretty crazy. Um, how did you get started, though? Oh, Lord. Okay. Um, yeah, I wanted something a little different in my life, Mm -hmm. and 
I was thinking about getting into um, being like a sugar baby. Yeah. And so I was part of, I like, I made a profile on a site and came across a young man's profile where he just like basically advertised his Snapchat. Mm hmm. And he's like, add me there. And so I, I did. And um, we didn't really talk on there. Uh, but he was constantly posting these, like, what he would refer to as flyers on his story. Mm-hmm. And it was like, make this amount of money in this amount of time. No strings attached. And I'm like, I have free time. And could use that chunk of money. So he basically, you found him on a website. He promoted his Snapchat. You saw the flyers and, like, whatever he was promising. And that's how you reached out to him. Is that what happened? And then Yeah, I messaged him in response to one of his little flyers. And I was like, well, I'm available that day. And, yeah, um... Tests were required and stuff so like that. So what was it that you had to do, though? I think. Like, was it a shoot? It was a shoot, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think my first one was a glory hole. And did you work with this person multiple times? Like, I, the one who got you into it? Or was yeah, he just, like, a pimp so the one what? who got me into it, he... Um, was he, like, an agent? Mm-mm. No, he no, just... not in the moment. He was more like a scout for yeah. agents. Okay, yeah. Uh, and did you know that at the time, or did you just put it together afterwards? I was so naive. Yeah, I, was I, I feel like so that's the hard naive. part. Like you see money, and like people get into it because they're like, "Oh, Snapchat, he's real well, money." Like, it's not. I didn't even get into it because of those reasons. I looked at it as like it's something that I'm good at. Yeah. Not like to toot my own horn. Yeah. I'm just saying, like I've and been in front of the with. camera, basically my whole life, or like performing mm-hmm. in front of people. I was in dance growing up. I was in cheer. I was in like I've just been in front of people, mm-hmm. and so it seemed like it would be a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it, uh, so the money was good. And it did seem like it would be easy, obviously. It's yeah. not as easy as it seems. But <laughs> at but all. when you hear it. But those were an appeal, but my biggest appeal was like it genuinely just seemed like something that was fun. I would enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And then what ended up happening after that? That like really got you to stay in that rather than one shoot and being done. I it, I think it was Honestly, I, I was kind of hooked after one shoot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did shoot with a couple other um, sites, though, that were full um, sex scenes with condom, and I was still tested, whatever. Just wanting to clarify that. I think we need to clarify <laughs> so she doesn't have to say it a million times. Any porn shoot that is legit you are tested. And yes. the rule in this industry is every 14 days getting tested. Um, your test is only valid for 14 days. So yes. if you're shooting more than that in that 
range, you get another test. And it's like in Arizona, like $256. So it's pretty expensive, but it's worth it if you are actually working. Exactly. But so I shot a couple other times for other sites and um, just working with the different directors and meeting different men who are in the industry. I honestly felt kind of welcomed. Like, yeah. I don't know. I didn't like wanted. feel. Mm, but not in like a sexual no, way. No, but I meant like you were a part of something. Like, yeah. That's like, how I felt when I got it the industry. It wasn't something that was, it's, it is male dominated when it comes to production. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. And I feel like it's because they know that like the models matter. That's how they get their content. And I also feel like at the same time too, like, yeah, there's definitely bad people out in this industry, but like when you're starting out, they put their best foot forward Mm -hmm. because they want that content with you. I think something that like we don't stress enough and I think, uh, people don't talk about is rates and girls. And when people start in the industry, every company wants that girl if she's slightly desirable. And when I say slightly desirable, I'm saying timely, hygienic, um, good attitude on set, and also a good performer. Like if she's brand new and she can perform and she can give a great blowy and, you know, do the rest. (laughs) It's so true though. Every company wants her. And so they don't want to have a bad experience because say you blow up they want you to want to come back because the right. moment that you see your value and worth, which when you start out, you're a little fish in a big pond. When you become that big fish in that pond, they want to be able to have access to you still. So they try. They also take advantage of situations. So I'm not saying they don't, but like depending on the girl, like you're someone that I know you make sure people don't take advantage of you. Oh, And you no, still um, had situations happen, but you yeah. put your foot down compared to other people. I had to learn my lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said earlier, I was very naive, very naive. Um, the guy who had been setting up scenes for me and jobs for me, I had trusted him. Um, and... He recommended a agency mm-hmm. for me to sign up with and um, sign a contract with. Yeah. Do you, and he got probably a referral out of it, right? Like a fee, a oh, kickback? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I did not do the research that I needed to do. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. That's my fault. I feel like it's hard to do research, though, because you don't see things about agencies on the internet. Like, you have to know people to know things. That, and it's also like, one, he wasn't giving me any sort of guidance whatsoever. He was just like, just sign it. Um, And then on top of that, whenever I did have questions for the people I was in contact with who was, who like ran that agency, I never got straight answers. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, I was literally just asking about my transportation from where I was currently at Mm -hmm. to where they wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And they just, like, couldn't give me a straight answer until it was, like, a week before I was supposed to be leaving. And so they wanted you to travel, right? And they couldn't even tell you? Yeah. So the situation— 
was is that I signed up. They wanted me to allocate like three weeks to traveling to um, Florida and, and stay shooting. in a shoot house, right? Yeah, like a shoot, model yeah. house. Uh-huh. I've Staying heard at those their are model bad. House. <laughs> it was a disaster. I like took video. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a hard I, part for me. I don't think I could ever stay in a model house because the people that stay there are all being brought there by the same person who, like you said, right, didn't even tell you what was going on until a little bit before. Right. And, like, if you have to roll with the punches like that, your mental health goes down. You're just trying to make ends meet. And I know that I know a little bit more um, that happened with you on that. But the biggest thing is, like, didn't you go into debt because so, of that? Well, like, I, through them, like, debt with them. Oh, yeah. And like, they made them, it sure. Was the fight. Yeah. 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 Um, so they never told me that they were going to be charging me for the flight that they uh, paid for mm-hmm. for me to get there. And why, would, why wouldn't you just pay for it at that point? Right. And I had asked, that's what I'm saying. I asked multiple times about the transportation. Yes, I could have answered my own question by going to their site and looking at their um, frequently asked questions. But if they're an agency. Uh, but also, I'm literally talking to my direct yeah. agent. And you can't give me an answer of, like, if you would like to find your own way here, that is awesome. But if Mm -hmm. we're purchasing your ticket, we will be expecting, like— To be reimbursed. Exactly. But they never said that. So then they, when they paid for it, you didn't even know how much it was. They didn't—they buy it last minute? Yeah, no, it was 100% last minute because girls bail and stuff, so they don't want to do it any planned in advance. Um. What also happened is I kept on asking about, like, rooms and, like, how sleeping situations and stuff like that. They never mentioned prices. Um, oh, so you had to pay for that, too. Yeah, they were. Oh. Uh, so I they were going to try and put me in a room with two other girls, and I had, like, a, bunk, a set of bunk beds. And one, the room was gross. Like, just stuff everywhere. There was, like, old um, fast food bags and, like, old fast food in the bathroom, and the bathroom light didn't work. Um, I got there, and the bed that I was supposed to have just had sheets on it, um, no comforter or pillows, and he pulled the pillows off of a bed that a girl was laying on and, like, pulled them from her feet. Oh. And then pulled a comforter that was, like, intertwined with another comforter off of the other bed. Mm-hmm. I was, like, shaking at that point. I was like, I don't know how to handle this situation. Because you're in a place you don't know. I went there with, like, 60 bucks in my account. Yeah. I can't um, even imagine, like, how you felt in that moment because you're in a different state place you don't know you have no one that you are close with brand new agent that's not even communicating with you so what happened next uh he told me that he had a possible three scenes for me over the next three weeks um luckily on my flight over there I met someone on the flight who Mm -hmm. was very very sweet like basically like a guardian angel type of person that's what I was thinking too um she gave me her number and was like, I feel sketch about this. Text me if you need anything. Mm-hmm. And texted her, and her and her boss got me a room. 
at the hotel they were staying at. Mm-hmm. And the guy that I had been talking to at the time mm-hmm. um, got me a flight home the next day. Dang. And then what ended up happening? Did you have to, like, I, I know that, like, that you owed money. So, like, yeah, technically I owed them money for the flight there. Mm-hmm. But I never did any work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they never did anything for me. I never did anything for them. Mm-hmm. I have proof of the living situations yeah, that yeah. they were going to try and make me, like, pay. I think it was close to $300 a night to stay in a room with two other girls. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And, like, honest. okay, also the scenes that they were going to have signed up, like, mm-hmm. in plan for me. Um it was for his own sites. Yeah, and was, I'm going to be honest. Like, okay, as someone who, like, you no, were in Miami, right? Let me break right? this down. Hold on. But were you in Miami? Uh, Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Okay, yeah. keep going. Yeah. I Wait, no. That's. No, that's Florida. Yeah, okay. I was I just know. curious because I just want to say to everyone listening, Florida is a hot spot. So is Nevada. So is California for shooting adult films. Oh, there's yeah. no way that he could didn't and couldn't as an agent get me get more. new scenes because they're always looking for new girls and they're always looking for girls that are oh, curvy like you, but yeah. you're skinny, like you're slim. I fit. was a petite little mm-hmm. like with bigger boobs, big butt. Blonde. What size were they at the time? Double D. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you were blonde too yeah. at the time, weren't you? Yeah. So, like, you weren't even alternative-looking with the hair. Like, you fit what they look for in I had, like, minimal tattoos. I still have minimal tattoos, but they're, like, Mm -hmm. very—they're not harsh. Yeah. Um, Shit, what was I going to say? You were talking about the scenes that he was going to get you. Oh, yeah. So, say my fee for a full sex scene is $1,200. Yeah. Is that what your fee was, like, supposed to be? I think it was less than that. Honestly. Probably, like, 800 as a starting <clears throat> Yeah, girl. I think yeah. it was, like, 8 So okay, We'll go with 8 <laughs> He was going to have me paying per night to stay there. We'll go even low, maybe even $100 a night. Yeah. I'm already in debt to him. Yeah. Like, just for the flight and mm-hmm. staying there. What three nights? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he was going to gonna clarify, have me staying she was there, there for like a little a longer week. than one day, right? No, no, no. This was the first night I got there. Realized oh, all of this, oh, oh, oh. and I was like, "I'm dipping. Like, yeah, I can't do this." Bad. I was like, "Nope." Uh. Uh-uh. Um. Yeah, it was that bad. I walked in. There were girls on drugs. Yeah. There were girls who didn't seem coherent to like what the situation was. Mm-hmm. Um. There were. Uh, obviously no underage girls, but when I say underage, I mean under 21, mm-hmm. um, who were very drunk. Like, uh, they were, like, 18 and drinking, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just not clean. It was also a house that he shot porn at, mm-hmm. so, like, he's making money off of— he would have um, charged me an agent fee for setting up the scene for his own site. Um, he would have charged Which is me, probably like 10 to 20%, right? It, I think it was around like $300. Like it was, I think it was pretty standard. Like a couple hundred dollars, pretty standard. Yeah, which is like 10 to 20%, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Something like that. When If you're being paid like 
1,200, then yeah. Otherwise, that's like 40, 30%. (laughs) That's high, yeah. Keep going. I'm listening. So, like, paying every night to stay there, um, paying the agency fee, Mm -hmm. paying them back for my flight. And he wanted me to stay there for three weeks, and he only had three scenes set up for me. Yeah. Like, and you were there, so it's not the, like he, he couldn't the have more set research, them up when you were on the flight. Right. The more research I did on this agency once I got back home, um, it's like they were kind of known mm-hmm. for getting people over there and, like, getting them in debt to them. Mm-hmm. And, like, then you kind of can't leave. Yeah. Or well, at least it, they make it seem like you can't. But you did, and I feel like a lot of people don't, and then they just kind of, like, film these scenes for free to get their debt done, Mm -hmm. and then they don't book them for anything else, and then they're like, okay, sayonara. And I feel like the hard part, too, is, like, with new girls in the industry and guys, you don't know what to expect. You don't have someone there to talk to. Like, I didn't start the way you started. Mm 